Hallelujah. Let me start it right here real quick. We are all made in his image and in his likeness. Can I get an amen? We are all created in the image of the divine creator, the almighty God. However, to my, my darker dusted brothers and sisters today, I want to say happy Juneteenth to you. Amen. I'm not asking if you believe this should be a, a national holiday or not. What I'm simply trying to tell you is, both as an American and as a Christian, anytime I get to celebrate freedom, I need to put my hands together and say, thank God for freedom. Come on, somebody. In two weeks, you're going to be lighting off fireworks and, and, and having the barbecue. But today is a day that my black brothers and sisters commemorate and recognize the fact, had it not been for God, things wouldn't have changed in this nation and in my life. So somebody, if you can't do it as an American, do it as a Christian. And thank God for freedom. Thank Him for freedom. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free it is for freedom that christ has set you you don't have to believe the constitution but believe this book right here and help me say thank you god where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom amen amen, amen. all right i'm not trying to be political i'm trying to be biblical amen amen thank you lord for freedom and i'm glad to know that after all the struggles this nation has had, at least we are in an environment now. When you look around the room, not everyone shares the same color of dust as you. Come on, somebody. We are preparing for heaven. Where there will be no segregation or separation or looking down on anyone else. No impurity in heaven. I made it there just like you did. By the grace of God through faith and this not of myself. Amen? Amen. So I celebrate Juneteenth. I also want to say Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Amen. I need a, I need a volunteer under the age of 12 that loves to get gifts. A volunteer under the age of 12 that loves to get gifts. Come on. Don't act like you don't. All right, I see you, Zai. Come on. Come here, Zai. My design is my living illustration. You can be seated today. You can be seated today. All right, my guy. Where's my gift set there, Michael? You got my gift for me? Where's my gift set? Pastor Walker's got it. Bring it here, Evangeline. Come here. All right, my guy. You got two options. Okay? You got two options today. I'm going to give you this, or I'm going to give you what's in my pocket. What would you choose here, my guy? Do you want, you want this? Come on, somebody. That's a Star Wars bag. Hello? Come on. You want this bad boy right here? I do want I got in my pocket because this is big and beautiful. Come on, somebody. This is this this really this could have this is so promising. This could have something awesome in it, or I could just have some lint to give you for my pocket. What do you think, my guy? Hard choice, right? Come on, somebody. somebody let's do the audience participation. What should he choose? Should he choose the the big, beautiful, shiny bag, or should he should he take what's in the pockets? Come on, this is like a game show right now. Hello, you know, you know. What, what, what do you think, my guy? What do you want? What do you want? You want what's in my pocket? He wants what's in my pocket. Before I give you what's in my pocket, let me read you a scripture real quick. Luke chapter 11 says this. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. 
So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? All right, Zai. This is beautiful. This is amazing. Or you can take something that's small and possibly insignificant. What do you want, my guy? What do you want? Well, you're really thinking about it, aren't you? You want the pocket? You sure you want the pocket? All right, I'll give it to my pocket. You sure? You're absolutely positive. Yeah? Okay. Because cause, cause, cause you're, you believe I got something for you, right? Yeah, because I'm a pretty good father. I take pretty good care of these guys. I do okay. I thought my kids would be like, amen. No, okay, I guess not. All right. Are you sure you don't want this? Would anybody like this right here? Anybody like this? Because he's really turning it down. Anybody want this? Who really wants this? No, you really want it? Come here. No, come here. Come here. Come on, run. Run, 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 run. This is for you, my guy. This is for you. Because this is, this is really promising, isn't it? Oh, but I just want you to know. Go ahead, open it. Satan also said one time that, uh, Jesus also said one time that Satan is, is a father. He's the father of lies. And he promises big, beautiful, packaged stuff. And on the outside, it looks really good. But on, on the inside, it's empty. Sorry, Noah. I love you, my guy. You can put that in the trash. Because that's what you should do with everything Satan promises. You throw it in the trash. Because it ain't even worth it. There ain't, there ain't nothing there. But Zion, I'm a good father. And I happen to have $2 in my pocket, my guy, because I love you. $2, all right? Oh, wait, but before you go, there's more. I'm just an earthly father. And I'll do the best that I can. Right here, my guy. That's, that's the best that I can do. But I have a good, good father in heaven. And if Satan promises lies, and I can only do so much, Michael, I've got a good father who promises to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I ask or imagine. So if I can only give you this, God's got 20 bucks he wants to drop on you, my guy, because that's the kind of God that I serve. Somebody who knows what I'm talking about, who does exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. Put your hands together and praise the God who's got more to give you, more to bring you, more to bless you with than you could even imagine. You're good, my guy. Get out of here. Amen. Literally, Zion is blessed, ladies and gentlemen. He's blessed. Because every time he does an illustration, he gets Robux afterwards. Come on, somebody. I got to get a Robux. Amen. Hallelujah. Happy Father's Day, family. <laughs> Let me, uh, let me just drop a couple things on your heart today, and I promise I'll get you out of here uh, as soon as the Spirit of God allows me to. I mean, you showed up. It's Father's Day. Come on. You could have been like most other fathers in this nation who make plans on Father's Day, but you decided, I plan on bringing my family to the house of the Lord. This is where they need to be. Amen. So thank you, Ronnie, for that. I, want to, I just want to drop this on your spirit because we've been ministering about the presence of God. The, the, the presence of the living God, the Holy Spirit. We've been on the series since the day of Pentecost, and I didn't even get a chance to preach this last week, so I had to try to retailer it a little bit for the sake of today's service. But I just want you to know up front, Jesus is the full expression of the love of the Father. Jesus reveals to us what God is like. Yes, God is just, but he's full of grace and truth. Yes, 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 God wants me to live right, but he also knows how to pick me up when I fall. And Jesus shows me what the Father really is like. The law can only really reveal God's will, but Jesus shows me exactly how God wants things done. So Jesus is the fullness and the fulfillment 
of everything, ultimately, that not only the old covenant promise, but everything that our Father in heaven is, what he's like. And here's what I know about Jesus. He gave me a bunch of principles to live by, right? He, he, he gave me commandments to live by. But I want you to know this. Just like when he promised his disciples, ultimately, I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send one after me. Along with, with me leaving come these principles that I need you to follow. I need you to adhere to. Yeah, but I promise you this. Jesus doesn't just leave us with principles. He's given us power. Someone say power. Acts chapter 1. This is just before Jesus is ascending into heaven. This is his last conversation with his boys. And he's like this. Hey, look, we're eating. And he gives him this command. Here it is. Here's, here's his principles. Here's his command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 8 tells us this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Verse 8 again. But you will receive power. You will receive power. If you were raised Pentecostal, classic Pentecostal, neo-Pentecostal, you're charismatic, you're converted, or if you have no idea what I'm talking about, but you believe the Holy Spirit is for you, someone shout Power. <laughs> power. That's what it's all about. Power. You will receive power. But before they receive power, in this conversation, Jesus says this. He says, don't do anything until you receive the gift my Father has promised you. Don't do anything. Don't preach. Don't have church. Don't go out and evangelize. Don't even take up an offering until you receive the power. If you actually read the Gospels, any, any people still love the Gospels in the, in the house? I see you still wear the epic, epic Gospel shirt from time to time. But if you really love reading the Gospels, what you see is Jesus really spent a good chunk of his time explaining something to his disciples and telling them this. You have me right now. I'm here with you right now. But if you're ever going to live like me, you're going to need the one who lives in me. I, I just want to say this to the Christians in the house. What, what makes us think as Christians that we can emulate Jesus in public without having what Jesus had in private? We, 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 we want to act like we can, we, can, we can be powerful like Jesus, but we don't do what, what he did privately. And that was spend time with the Father in prayer, getting filled with the presence of God again and again and again. This is why Jesus said in John 14, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments if you love me keep my principles sure jesus okay whatever whatever you say but anybody like me ever found it sometimes almost impossible to keep his principles come on somebody like 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 love your enemies come on that, 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 that's easier said than done sometimes it's hard to keep those principles how about when he says turn the other cheek sure i'll turn the other cheek but i'm not about to take the other punch i'm gonna start swinging in just a moment jesus okay i, I find it impossible son to keep his principles how, how about the one where he he just simply says to go into all the world and and preach the gospel I, i'm having a hard enough time just living a christian life let alone trying to tell the people that they need to serve god anyone else just just said lord i, I love you but sometimes 
sometimes it feels impossible to keep your principles. How, how about just simply when he says, give, and it will come back to you. That's why when offering happens, we go to use the bathroom, or we, or we act like we've got something else going on, because I, I hear you, and, and I love you, but it, sometimes it's impossible to keep your principles, and I just need you to know that God already knows keeping his principles is impossible without having his power. And this is why I see so many Christians struggle to behave because they don't have his power. You're trying to keep principles without the power and it doesn't work. But when I receive the Holy Ghost, wait until you receive the power. Now I'm actually empowered to bless those who curse me. I'm empowered to love those who hate me. I'm empowered to pray for those who use me. Anybody ever been used and abused? I'm empowered to pray for them, not to hold it again. I'm empowered to forgive just like I've been forgiven. I'm empowered to say it is more blessed to give than receive because I have a power, not just the principle. Make sense what I'm saying? Can I at least hear an amen from a father? We give our children principles. We also empower them. If you don't, you know what's coming. Hello. I'm empowering you to keep my principles. But our earthly, our earthly fathers know how to treat one way. Our heavenly father knows how to give us the strength and the power to fulfill his principles. And here's what he does. He says, I'm going to give you more than hope. I'm going to give you help. Verse 16, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate a helper who will never leave you someone say amen come on i don't know if anything's gonna stick with you today but just if you leave this place and you forget everything else i've said just know this the helper will never leave you hallelujah and here's what happens next he says he is the holy spirit who leads into all truth the world cannot receive him because it isn't even looking for him. It won't even recognize him when he appears. But you know him because he lives with you right now. And a little later, he will be in you. Most American churches, we talk a lot about God. God's the creator. Amen. And we talk a lot about Jesus. Jesus is the redeemer. Amen. Where we fall short is talking about the Holy Spirit. He's the empower. Come on, somebody. If you are actually going to be who God created you to be, and if you're going to be who Jesus redeemed you to be, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to empower you to be everything God created and Jesus redeemed for you to become. I need the Holy Spirit. And so what does Scripture do? Time and time again, Scripture reveals to this, this to us, that the presence was always present everywhere Jesus was. Can I just fire these off at you real quick? Jesus was born by the Spirit. The presence was present. Born by the Spirit. The angel answered, Luke 1, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born will be called the Son of God. I know we say this for Christmas time, but even then, some people still have problems believing the passage about the virgin birth. Can I, I just want to tell you this today, I, I'm not asking whether or not you believe the passage. Don't miss the message. And the message is really simple. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will empower you. Mary, he wants to do the same for you, family. He wants to empower you to give birth to things you could not have without his help. The Spirit was present at Jesus' birth. The Bible also tells us this. Jesus was baptized 
in the Spirit. Luke 3, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is where Jesus' identity is completely affirmed by the Father. But I need you to see this right here. When is Jesus' identity fully and completely affirmed and confirmed? right after the spirit descends upon him you are looking for affirmation from the wrong places ladies and gentlemen you're looking for people to approve you in the wrong places ladies and gentlemen if you really need affirmation from heaven what you need is the holy spirit to come upon you and after the spirit is released we will begin to hear from god there's my baby the one i love the one i'm pleased with somebody help me make satan a little nervous and decide i'm not just going to come to church I'm going to stay under the presence of the living God. Because if I stay here, the Spirit of God will affirm who I am and whose I am. Jesus was baptized by the Spirit. Born by the Spirit. Baptized by the Spirit. And right after his baptism, he's led by the Spirit. Luke 4 tells us Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit now. And he left the Jordan when he was baptized. Check this out. And led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Read it again with me. Jesus was full of, so he was led by. Jesus was full of, so he was led by. I, I, I got to be a Pentecostal preacher. We always say it like at least three times. Jesus was full of, so he was led by. The point is you will always be led by what you are full of. Come on, if you're full of rage, you'll be led by it. If you're full of jealousy, you'll be led by it. If you're full of lust, you'll be led by it. If you're full of grief, you'll be led by it. If you're full of negativity, you'll be led by it. If you're full of fear, you'll be led by it. But I stopped by just to tell somebody here today, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you will not be led by your emotions, by rage, by fear. Listen to me, because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but God has given you something. It's power. It's love. It's a sound mind. You always be led by what you are full of. Jesus was led by what he was full of. The Spirit of God. Jesus, next thing I want to tell you, he was anointed by the Spirit. Our giftings make us impressive. Come on, when justice gets to rocking on the guitar, I'm just like, dang. My boy is gifted, hallelujah. Our giftings make us impressive. But then what I saw like Nadia do today, girl can sing. And I'm impressed by that voice. But then she ascended to a whole nother level. Come on, somebody. Come on, what, what, what happens when I'm not just impressive, but I allow the anointed to come on my life? Now I'm not just impressive, I'm impactful. 
Oh, this is why Jesus was anointed by the Spirit so he could say in Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, not just to impress you, but to bring the good news to the poor. He's anointed me to proclaim to the captives that they will be released. He has anointed me to tell the blind eyes, you will see. He has anointed me to let the oppressed know, you will go free. I want to tell somebody today, if you want to be more like Jesus, stop worrying about being talented and let the Holy Spirit anoint you today. We don't just need talented people. We need anointed people. Nadi, what I saw today is, is proof of this. When my gift works, I work. But when the anointing works, God works. Somebody put your hands together and declare over your giftings, over your talents. I don't want, just want to be impressive. I want to be anointed. I want to make an impact beyond the ability of my gifting. I've heard some impressive singers in my life. I only remember the ones that are anointed. I only remember them. I only talk about them. Stop watching The Voice because the most anointed singer on there didn't even win. I was like, forget this nonsense. Uh-uh, never again. Uh -uh. God wants me to be anointed by the Spirit so that my gift just isn't working. So that God is working. Can I get an amen? Come on, every time you hear me preach, I don't want you just to hear my message. I want you to feel it. Because you say, my pastor, yeah, he, he's a little wild and sometimes he gets like, off topic. But my God, that brother's anointed. And I sense the spirit of God on what he's saying and what he's doing. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you just see my talents. But if you believe that there's an anointing in this house for us to make an impact, put your hands together and say amen. You're a part of that. You're a part of that. Amen. So Jesus, born by the Spirit, baptized by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit. And finally, what do we know? He's resurrected by that same Spirit. 1 Peter 3, verse 18. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned. But he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirits. I talk a lot about the American church because that's where I am, and that's what I see, and that's what I watch, and that's what I listen to. And the American church here has preached a historical Jesus. What we've forgotten about is he's a resurrected Jesus. And how did he come back from the dead? He didn't do it on his own. He was raised to life by the spirits. Somebody help me declare, as Paul said in Romans 8, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. The same power that brought Jesus back is working on the inside of me. You know, you know what that means? You know what that means? When you look at the verse, do you know what that means? It tells me that the Holy Spirit empowers me to recover from what other people died in. Come on, somebody else died in their grief, but somehow you got a resurrection. There's why. The Spirit of God. I have watched people since 2020 lose faith, lose hope, don't even come back to church. They've turned their back on God altogether. But where other people died, you found a resurrection. What happened? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead also came alive and resurrected me. Do you still have a resurrected hope in 2022? Others can quit, but I came alive. Others died off, 
but I'm still serving, loving, and living as God called me to. Jesus resurrected by the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit will empower me to recover where other people died. In the last two years, can you just say, shake your head and just say, yep, I've seen God resurrect my faith. I've seen God resurrect my peace. I remember a time when I was living in fear of, of what COVID could do, and now I don't even talk about it anymore. And, 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 and here we are with a resurrected perspective saying, wow, the blood of Jesus is still greater than COVID. <laughs> I'm not downplaying the loss of life. I'm simply saying, look, I'm still living. I've still got purpose. I'm still anointed. When other people gave up and walked away, here I am. How was that so? Oh, yeah. I've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus born by the Spirit, baptized by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit, resurrected by the Spirit. My whole point is this. If Jesus always needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I need to be filled every day with the Spirit of the living God? Can I tell you what's coming? Uh-oh, here comes the doomsday message. I promise you I didn't write the book. It's just my job to preach it. Paul told Timothy this, what's going to happen in the last days. 2 Timothy 3. He said, understand this. In the last days, terrible times will come. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. That's why you don't give in the offering. Hello, somebody. Mm -hmm. It's not that you don't got it. That's all it is. Lovers of money. Boastful. My God. Call it what it is. You know what month we celebrate here in America. Look at look what's going on. Boastful. People just boastful. Just boasting about everything. Right, listen, can I just help somebody real quick? Work out more than four days before you go posting your pictures. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm glad you're trying, okay? I'm glad. I pat you on the back, I celebrate you, but hello, someone, come on. Go ahead and boast when I actually see at least a two-pack. Hello. Sorry, but, 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 but boastful, Boast, boastful, proud. Ooh, should I stop or should I keep going? Because you're going to get canceled anyway, Pastor. Just, just keep going, just, just keep talking. You already canceled me anyway, cool. So proud. In the last days. Ooh, don't get mad at me. I didn't write the book, baby. I didn't write the book. Proud in the last days. Abusive in the last days. My God, I, this is why your children are sitting by you today. Disobedient to their parents. Oh, Lordy, I got a paddle that some people, uh, the, the, the Pagos, uh, the Jessica had, and the, the Pagos gave to my dad, who ultimately gave to, to me, who then ultimately I gave now to the Velasquez family, and, and, and now it's just a generational blessing to be a pastor. <laughs> and in the last days, they'll be disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. My God, I don't know how many people I hold the door for, they won't even say thank you. I don't, I don't work here. Just try to be a gentleman. 
ungrateful, un, un, unholy. Mm, what about your life? Are you excusing away right now? Come on. Because God will forgive me. Come on. You're, you're right. But unholy. Without love. Listen to me. I know there's a mantra that goes on all month long. Love is love. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says God is love. Can I establish what the word of God says? Again, I didn't write the book. God is love. Let's not buy into the mantra of modern day society when we have this eternal book here letting us know where we actually will find love. Because the generation is without it. But God is love. Unforgiving. Come on, somebody. I know, I know I'm going to need it here in just a few moments anyway. You're going to have to forgive me. Things are coming out of pastor's mouth. I just don't like it all. Take it up with the, with the Father, okay? But, but the bottom line is that unforgiving. I got to forgive. With or slanderous. Good Lord. And you're so brave behind your cell phone, aren't you? Come tell me to my face. Come, come tell me to my face. Come on, if you're brave enough to put it on your phone in some, some corner of the world that I can't even get to, say it to my face. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Say it to my face. No, no, slanderous. Without self-control. Do I even need to keep going? Brutal. Not lovers of the good. Betrayers. Reckless. Puffed up. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Do you see now why we need the Holy Spirit every single day? Because here's verse 5, and this is what I was trying to get at. Here's why I believe we're living in the last times. Having a form or an appearance of godliness. But what are they doing? Denying the power. Denying the power. Wow. Pastor, you'll never have a big church if you talk about the Holy Ghost. Uh, fine, at least I'll have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you want to go to a big church that has a form and an appearance of godliness? They're everywhere. And I'm sure they love God. I'm not downplaying their love for God. But what they've done is they denied the power thereof. They denied his power. And that's why they struggle to even live right from day to day. They've cut themselves off from their source of power. So many American denominations have said that 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 are the forbidden chapters. They won't read about the gifts of the Spirit, about the power. They'll read chapter 13 all day long. Love is patient. Love is kind. But don't read the chapter before and surely don't read the chapter afterwards. They have a form, an appearance of godliness. But how can I love the way Prince 13 tells me to love without the power of God? Enable me to love the way God loves. Whew. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. How much more than do we need to be filled with the Spirit of God every single day? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have Jesus, but you don't have the Spirit, you're just practicing insufficient Christianity. If you have Jesus, but you're not full of the Spirit, guess what? You got out of Egypt, but you're never going to get into the promised lands. If you have Jesus, but you are not full of the Spirit, sure, you will get to heaven, but you're missing out on having heaven right here on earth. That's the point I'm simply trying to make. Pastor, you got that, that cup of coffee for me?
Michael, come here, sir. I'm going to have Michael do this. Come here, Michael. Come here, Michael. Pastor, I'm going to have you get it to Michael. Is it hot? Not good. Take, before you leave, take the lid off for him. Take the lid off for him. It's hot, sir. You good? No, stay right there. Stay right there. Because I don't want you to spill it on me. <laughs> Here's what I want to show you. I believe that walking with the Holy Spirit, it's like walking with a cup, a cup of hot coffee. Okay. When you carry the presence of God, I'm going to borrow someone's purse here, thanks. I don't know who this is. When you carry the presence of God, it's like carrying a hot cup of coffee. Come here, my guy. Come here. Come here, my guy. How strong you feel, Michael? All right. Give him a piggyback ride, my guy. Give him a piggyback ride. There we go. More Roblox for you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ooh. When you begin to learn the presence of God, cannot be treated any which way and that when I carry the anointing I've got to be really cautious about what I'm doing because walking with the spirit is like this go ahead, Michael take a little stroll my friend take a little stroll take a little stroll why, why are you looking at the cup why are you looking at the cup yeah well, 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 let's pause right there wouldn't it be so much easier to carry the presence of God if I just dropped everything else in my life? If I just allowed God to take those things that I care about and that, and that I'm concerned with and that, that just get heavy sometimes and, and the weight of, of, of struggle and sin and just simply say, I've got to treat this thing the way it's meant to be treated. The Holy Spirit is not meant to be treated like just something else I carry in my life. The Holy Spirit is meant to be treated in a way that when I walk, I'm focused on him. When, when, when I walk, I recognize I'm carrying something powerful. I'm carrying something mighty. I don't want to spill it. I don't want to lose it. I surely don't want it to get on me. Hello? So I've got to be careful and cautious to protect it. But family, recognize in 2022, God has called you to, to do more than carry the sin and struggle and weight of your past. He's called you this year and for the rest of this year. Get my presence. Grab hold of my presence drop everything else and focus on me and watch what we can accomplish together somebody who knows you're anointed this year to carry the presence of God put your hand together and praise him he deemed me worthy he deemed me valuable he called me he anointed me I gotta be careful with what I carry stand your feet with me today I promise I'm done stand your feet with me I do believe in these last days, if we will stay focused, Michael, if we will be careful. Sorry about you getting that little burn there, my friend. Yeah, amen. Thank God for that. If you didn't know his wife is a nurse, she'll treat those burns. Ooh, hallelujah. It is Father's Day. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We'll just leave it at that. I got to walk cautious now, Holy Spirit. I got to be careful. It's like carrying a hot cup of coffee right now. Be careful what comes out of your mouth next. Carrying the presence of God is just, he's not a hot cup of coffee. He's the presence of the eternal, mighty God. But when I carry him in my life, I recognize I'm so distracted by so many other things. Come on, somebody. How many of us actually spend time focused on the presence of God when we're outside of church? We're so distracted by things happening around us, not even recognizing I'm carrying something so powerful and valuable. 
And God, I believe, is calling us this, the remainder of this year to be careful and to be focused and to drop everything else and to carry his presence. Because I believe if we will be careful, and I believe as a ministry, if we will stay sensitive, someone say sensitive. Come on, say sensitive. If we will stay sensitive, you know what's going to happen? It's going to happen just like I did with Nadia today. The presence of God is going to manifest in your life. The anointing is going to manifest in your life. If you're here in this place today and you agree with me that I, I need the infilling of the Holy Spirit every day, just like Jesus did, and if he needed it, how much more do I need the Holy Spirit every day? I need him every single day. If we can, just for a moment, I want to give you my last point that I started with three weeks ago. Just give it to him, Sarah. This is what I started with. The infilling of the Spirit is not about how much of the Holy Ghost I have. It's about how much the Holy Spirit has me. We all have the Holy Ghost. You received him at salvation. He was the one convicting you of sin and righteousness. He was doing his job. You have the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about the, the fact you have the Holy Ghost. We all have the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about how much does the Holy Ghost have you? How much does the Holy Spirit have of you? That's what makes the difference between somebody who just comes to church casually and somebody who is dedicated to the cause of Christ. It's not about how much Holy Ghost I have. We all have them. It's how much does he have of me? This is why Paul said again, do not be drunk with wine which can lead to all sorts of other crazy lifestyles and sins. He says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. Can I tell you, Michael, we didn't, we didn't want to waste that coffee. I don't want to waste that coffee. God never wastes His Spirit. He does not waste His Spirit. And you and I are called to not quench the Spirit of God. God doesn't waste his spirit. That means every time we encounter the presence of the living God, it's for a purpose. Every time the spirit of God shows up, it's for a purpose. The very fact that the Holy Spirit wants to fill you every day is for a purpose. He wants to equip you to fulfill God's divine will for your life. So the spirit doesn't just show up without reason. God does not waste his spirit. The spirit is here to empower us. So I'll start with now finish with how I started. Luke 11, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, every father in the room, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Can you lift your hands with me today? Fathers, let's demonstrate something for our children. Let's demonstrate something for our children. Mothers, if you've had to be both mama and daddy, let's lift our hands. Let's demonstrate something for our children today. Man, I want you to look around the room. Look around the room, men. If we don't lead, and if we don't bring our families to the house of God, we're going to see another generation impoverished, another generation confused, another generation lost. Another generation, listen to me, imprisoned. Another generation on drugs. Another generation addicted to all sorts of sexual perversions. Another generation with no identity and no one to affirm that. 
I'm not downplaying the role of a mother. I'm uplifting the role of a father and simply declaring what the word of God says. The man is meant to lead his family. So gentlemen, throw your hands real high so your children can see, so your wife can see. And if you're not a father yet, man, throw your hands up anyway because you're doing this for your future generations. Everyone in this house, let's lift our hands and say, Father, we ask you today to give us your Holy Spirit. Give us your presence. Daily, we need you. Fill us to overflowing. Fill us so we can love like Jesus. Fill us so we can live like Jesus. Fill us so we can be like Jesus. Holy Spirit, take control of every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your spirit today. We thank you for what you've done in the hearts and lives of the men and women present. God, I pray that my message today reverberates when they think about the principles they have to keep, how I have to love and I have to forgive and I have to bless and I have to pray and I have to serve and I have to help others. No, I'm empowered to love and I'm empowered to give and I'm empowered to serve and I'm empowered to love others. I'm empowered by God to do these things. If we don't get the power, we'll always look at the principles with a have-to mentality. But if we'll allow the Spirit of God to fill us every day, I will look at every situation and say, I know how to be like Jesus. And I don't have to. I get to. I get to love like Christ. I get to forgive like Christ. I get to bless like Christ. I get to lay hands on the sick and see them recover like Christ. I get to cast out devils like Christ. I get to have heaven open over my life everywhere I go just like Christ. It's my prayer for you that you won't leave this service. That was a nice message. I pray that you'll sense the conviction you carry something you've got to be careful with i need to focus stay sensitive on what i carry the presence of god amen